This is Konzenshu, the podcast, episode 452, for the week of August 12th, 2018. Hello, and welcome back to Kan Zenshu, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Kan Zenshu. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. My name is Mike. Uh, you may see me around as a Fujito EX, but please, Mike, it's my name. It's what you can call me. You can call me Mike. You can call me Vegito EX. You can call me EX. I have been called pretty much anything there is to call me. Any combination thereof. Uh, episode 452, back in your ears this week. Uh, we took a little bit of a break there. Uh, some of it was intentional. Some of it was not so intentional. Due to some <laughs> kind of minor back and arm injuries in the Konzenshu East household here. Everyone's good. Everything's good right now. But <laughs> don't get old, kids. Just don't get old. Bad things happen. On deck for you this week, it is not going to just be me. I swear, you don't have to listen to just me alone. Uh, Randy will be joining me to talk about Dragon Ball Fighters in its presence at EVO 2018. A little bit of a recap and our thoughts on its uh, its performance, I guess, there at that fighting game competition. So good stuff coming your way there. Uh, I got a little bit of a news cap ahead of things there. And then I'll wrap up uh, just talking some cool stuff going on on the website and, and look and what else we got going on these days the way i'm going to do this is since we're talking about fighters for our topic this week the news recap is going to be uh pretty much all just fighters in video gamey related things and then any other random news tidbits uh, i'll throw at the end of the episode so if you like fighters you got lots of stuff to pay attention to if you don't i don't know just skip ahead to when i say the wrap-up portion of the show is uh so again without any further ado let's get on into it So this last week, we did have the debut of the normal, the black-haired, the base, if you will, versions of Son Goku and Vegeta in Dragon Ball Fighters. You may say, Mike, Mr. Vegito EX-on, uh, excuse me, there are already versions of those characters in that game. Uh, that is incredibly true. Uh, we do now have the effectively the Saiyan arc versions of Goku and Vegeta. Goku has the Kaioken and Genkidama, and Vegeta has his uh, Galaxy Breaker and other assorted moves. Uh, a cool tweet, maybe I'll go back and uh, link here in the show notes, is the Galaxy Breaker seems like it was first given a name in Idainaru Doragamboru Densetsu the great Dragon Ball legend on the PlayStation and Saturn, actually specifically from the Saturn version of that game. Uh, the attack that he killed Nappa with during the Cyan arc. Those two characters rolled out. That gives us six of the eight confirmed characters that will be appearing as paid downloadable content in Dragon Ball Fighters. So in conjunction with their release and Evo 2018, we got the reveal that Kula from Dragon Ball Z Movie 5, and I suppose Movie 6, but specifically the Movie 5 version of Kula in his fifth form is coming to Dragon Ball Fighters, And you may actually know him most recently from the Super Dragon Ball Heroes promotional anime. Although I, I don't think we'll get golden Kula here in Dragon Ball Fighters. Kula is coming. Uh, that definitely puts us in the ballpark of well, seven of the eight late slash data mind characters have come to be. So is the super version of number 17 going to be the eighth character? Probably seems like that is where we're heading. But Kula is next. So uh, check out the promotional video for him. Look at his moves and all that stuffage. We got that uh, again in conjunction with Evo and then Bandai Namco put up the uh, the normal promotional video for that. Uh, his second color is really interesting. For those who don't know, the the optional second color. There's lots of selectable colors, uh, alternate colors you can use for your characters. The second one is generally a direct reference to something in particular. Kula's second one, you might think it's probably just Frieza's colors. It's kind of just more white than anything else. I look at it, though, and it looks to me like the Ishinron, the one-star dragon from uh, Dragon Ball GT. I don't know. If maybe they're kind of going for a little bit of both there, but uh, that's what he looks like to me. So, cool is coming. We don't have a release date for him, but he will be coming at some point in the very near future. Hey, speaking of fighters, because that's pretty much what we're talking about, uh, version 1.11 has launched. We got a lot of updates here, uh, some mode updates 
updates, a lot of stuff going on in training mode, uh, but there's a lot of uh, granular updates to pretty much every character in the game. We posted that complete list on our website, so you can check that out if you're a fan of any particular character. Lots of new updates coming to them there. This past weekend, the uh, the open beta was going on on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I didn't get a chance to play. I downloaded it ahead of time, and I totally meant to, and then by the time I loaded it up, it told me it was over. I completely whiffed on that one. And then I just said, well, I don't know why I need to play it here. I have it over on PS4. I'll just play it there with all the other characters anyway. Uh, so if you got a chance to play on that, congratulations. It seemed like it was a bit of a fuster clock as it was when it, uh, the, the beta hit the PS4 and the Xbox One uh, pre-release. But uh, if you're a Switch owner, that is coming to you next month. So uh, check on out Dragon Ball Fighters. It's the thing we're talking about this episode. In terms of other video game news, before I bring it over to our topic, uh, Bandai Namco put out their quarter one fiscal 2019 earnings report. There's a lot of stuff to get in there, but uh, basically Dragon Ball remains their top performing franchise. That is... Uh, not surprising in the least if you've been following along with these numbers and uh, as we have been following along with these figures for many, 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 many years now. Dragon Ball itself for this quarter, again, just quarter one, 2019, and that's fiscal 2019, obviously. We're still in calendar 2018. Brought in $25.6 in net sales. That's up from $19.7 billion the first quarter of last year. They are projecting $80 billion for the full fiscal year, which is uh, actually down from $97.9 billion that it pulled in last Last fiscal year. So we're doing a little better right now, but overall they're projecting a little bit less for the full year. And then within that, in terms of hobbies and toys, general merchandise, this is non-video game stuff. Dragon Ball was actually not their top performing franchise. It was Gundam this quarter, but in this area they are projecting a slight increase over the entirety of fiscal 2018. And then I noted this as well. Uh, the company's overall digital card sales increased from 46 million pieces in their respective quarter last year to 55 million pieces this quarter. It's important to Dragon Ball here uh, because of Dokkan Battle, and now we have Dragon Ball Legends as well. There's a lot of stuff going on in the Bandai Namco mobile department. Uh, they're gotcha games, and you're totally not a sucker if you're putting money into these games. Absolutely not. Anyway, with that all being said, so that's video game news. I do have a couple other tidbits. So if you're interested in other Dragon Ball news, stick around for the flip side and we'll talk about that. But in the meantime, myself and Randy, we're going to talk about Dragon Ball Fighters in conjunction with Evo 2018. Enjoy. Joining me slightly delayed uh, through no fault of his own, entirely fault on <laughs> on this side here. Uh, a little bit delayed, but uh, happy to be covering it now. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is something I was uh, incredibly excited for, and there's been a distinct lack of podcast chat about it. Uh, and, and that's not for any reason you may suspect. It's actually kind of the greatest thing that has ever happened to Dragon Ball video gaming. Uh, so we're going to make good on that now. Uh, Randy joining me to talk about Dragon Ball Fighters, but also, uh, in light of Evo 2018, welcome back, sir. Good to be back. Thank you for having me. Dragon Ball Fighters, huh? Yeah, man, it is a phenomenon. Remember when, when there were games like Burst Limit and people were like, oh, th this is the best it's ever going to get, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, I think we say that every time, and I'm glad to see that we're wrong over and over again. So excited to talk about fighters here. Uh, it's less about fighters and more about Evo itself. Uh, this has been something that we've really been know, like fantasizing about for many, many years that uh, Dragon Ball would get this kind of presence and we finally have it. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty psyched to talk about it. Uh, I guess let's just mention real briefly for those who don't know, Evo, short for Evolution, uh, is a fighting game tournament, esports, if you will, dates back uh, quite some time. They had some like trial run thingies, but it really started in earnest in about 2000. Uh, Street Fighter, Tekken, Smash, Melee is still being played in 2018 because, of course, <laughs> yeah. Melee is still being played. Uh, and now Dragon Ball has entered the the most mainstreamiest of mainstreamest fighting game tournaments, uh, something, again, we, we just thought was never going to happen. We thought we had a chance with something like Super DBZ that got some good attention in around 2006 when that made its way to the PlayStation 2, uh, developed by Crafts and Meister, 
Uh, Noritaka, I think it was, Funamizu, who previously worked on Street Fighter games, created really uh, the first truly competitive, real, semi-traditional Dragon Ball fighting game. Uh, it didn't quite live up to, I think, the expectations of the larger fighting game community. I think folks have gone back and since found even more in that game, but kind of lost its chance at that point. Dragon Ball Fighters came at uh, the perfect opportunity. Um, remember Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, Randy? Uh, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, it's... that came and went with a, with a wet fart on, on yeah, the way by. No bangs, not even a whimper, just a, a whiff, and that's it. Total whiff. Uh, it was very disappointing to lots of folks. Uh, I mean, just the art style concerns from the start were just the beginning of the problem yeah. <laughs> that game uh, yeah, faced. Uh, and, and so for a team-based fighting game to not not live up to what had come before, uh, Marvel really had been kind of like this cornerstone of EVO for so long. Uh, things like Super Turbo and Marvel vs. Capcom 2 were consistently there for years and years and years. And obviously, Wentz Marvel came and that became a meme in and of <laughs> itself as we got into 3 and Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Uh, but here we are in 2018. No Marvel versus Capcom as like a main stage kind of thing. Fighters comes in and I mean, were it not for the historical legacy of Street Fighter, I think fighters probably could have and should have been the final game on stage. Yeah, I, I feel that too. I mean, I feel like also Capcom kind of like lost a lot of momentum because I know Street Fighter Five is is all right, but yeah. It's got no hype behind it. Nothing like four, which of course like kind of revitalized the whole fighting game community. Whole genre, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have so much to say about Street Fighter Five, and it, it <laughs> continues to be like the underlying the underlying game is fine. Even that mm-hmm. still sort of has issues. I mean, they've, they've walked back on some things and progressed in other areas, and ever just everything surrounding Street Fighter Five continues to be a clusterfuck uh, up through gotcha mechanics going on and like i can't believe that's in a fighting game these days yeah you can say fighters does too with the the unlocks with the currency but it's really like it's nowhere near the nonsense that street fighter 5 has going on right now and so fighters really did swoop right in and said we are a team-based fighting game we have arc developing this game we have a vision for this game i mean their vision was effectively we want to be evo ready uh we want to be on that kind of main stage this is the the kind of fighting game we're looking to make and just everything about it underneath was solid everything about its outside presentation was solid it just came in and stole everyone's hearts uh i, I think independent of marvel versus capcom like that just helped it this year yeah. uh, i think even if infinite happened to live up to the legacy of that series i think fighters still would have stolen a ton of attention but we've had a lot of players from some of those previous games coming in playing fighters in the fighting game community and it just got so much attention this it hasn't even been a full year the game's only been out for kind of like half a year at this point uh, i came out earlier this year it was like the first week of february january 29th the end of january like beginning of february yeah yeah i mean it hasn't had that much time but we did get some betas ahead of time they were really out there promoting it with fighting game fans uh with dragon ball fans so here we are in august uh we have concluded evo 2018 fighters was the <laughs> not the final game on stage but the second to last game on stage fighters mm-hmm. had l- let's run down some of these stats the most entrance at evo this year yeah and it was the most watched evo main stage game on twitch thus far in their history streaming it it's it's insane and and feels really cool having it be a dragon ball game that's one competent but two like getting that kind of that those views beating out other things that are established in the fighting game community is is staggering yeah i mean you could say well it's new this year so i mean street fighter's been around and yeah it had its rebirth at the arcade edition but it's a little long in the teeth now at this point tekken's been around for a little bit as well uh melee is how many years old and smash 4 (laughs) is no no one really cares about smash 4 right especially over this last week i think we're all ready to throw 
<laughs> all two of us are ready to throw our Wii U's out the window. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get into it right now. Um, I didn't watch the entirety of the weekend, uh, but I watched the top eight uh, in through the grand finals. Okay. Uh, I wasn't necessarily expecting to, but I just happened to have that evening completely free. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sit, pour myself a few <laughs> drinks. I'm just going to watch Fighters for a few hours. And yeah. it was fantastic. And we're primarily going to focus on the grand finals match because that's really yeah. where all the excitement was. But right. uh, let's talk real briefly about uh, a couple of the key players here. And incidentally, those are the ones that end up being in the grand finals. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess we can talk about it for those who don't know. Um, these kinds of competitions, they have different brackets. We have something called a loser's bracket, where just because you get eliminated early on, uh, you actually have a chance to fight your way back up. Now, you have a bad game that doesn't necessarily throw you off. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, you got a Mr. Satan-style pain in your stomach that throws you <laughs> off for a match. Yeah, you still have a chance to come back in. And so we end up with, uh, we have Japanese player Goichi. Go one, Goichi. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, Get it? Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, Goichi Kishida <laughs> up against Dominique McLean uh, under the name Sonic Fox. Uh, we had a fight against the two earlier, and then we end up with them again. Uh, Goichi uh, took the loser's bracket all the way to the end to uh, go up against Sonic Fox there. Uh, I do want to briefly touch upon one of their earlier fights because this was probably one of the biggest moments of what oh, I saw yeah. in the tournament is when we get the Shenlong summon <laughs> dur- yeah. during the match. I mean, at that point, the the commentators lost it. The audience lost it <laughs> at home. Uh, I'm watching it with Mary. Mary's you know, sort of kind of played the game, but she only mm-hmm. like quasi, even she alongside me, were like, oh my God, holy, what is happening? Like this could go any which way at this point. Um, what were you thinking as that happened there? Uh, pretty much the same thing. I mean, I, I couldn't think a lot of things. I was so overloaded from that. Yeah. Um, I was watching it alone here at my desk, uh, and I don't usually talk to myself or out loud while watching things or playing anything. <laughs> this was definitely that. Yep. That was an exception. I was just, <laughs> are you kidding me? I just, just losing it. It was crazy and awesome, and I love to see that. And I mean, that's this. It's kind of quintessential Dragon Ball, just like yeah, the last yeah. second, something you can pull. Like, man, yeah. that was that was great. True to form and uh, exciting. Exciting is all I can say. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's valid concerns about that kind of mechanic in a fighting game where it's like, oh, no, you, like you're just getting an extra chance. But in, in this case, it was, yeah, you got that extra chance, but it didn't mean it in anything in the end. <laughs> and it's hard to pull off. It's not something you can just do like, yeah, I think I want to use this. It's right. like you got to do so many things. You got to pull off enough auto combos, which are hard enough to block as it is or like you know easy enough to block i should say and you get them off and then you've also got to have full meter and it's it's crazy so it's like it's you got to earn it it's not just given to you and so for that to happen i mean that was so incredibly exciting but the fact to to watch that happen and then have the opponent in this case sonic fox be like all right he's got all that health back I got to do something about this and to just watch the mind games back and forth. And I think that's what we and a lot of people love about fighting games is even when they're incredibly fast paced, like fighters is here, uh, there's still a lot of mind games and feeling out the opponent uh, as you go on. And that's what's fun about watching through something like a top eight where you might have people come up against each other again later on is all right. They've had a chance to play each other. Sure. In previous tournaments, probably as well, but specifically here watching the play style against each other all right so they they typically do that and this is how i'm going to react to that but they know that i'm thinking about that's how they react to that so instead i'm going to do this but they know that i know to do that (laughs) (laughs) it's a whole next level thing with mind games and reading each other and 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 yeah modifying your usual tactics to try to overtake how they would go and and yeah it's it's insane and it's tough for me as as i get older and (laughs) i i mean i always had trouble following the marvel games there's just so much on screen oh yeah uh dragon is an incredibly fast-paced game and i think that's why i I tend to play better in games like Street Fighter uh, and most recently uh, Fighting EX Layer. I'm so excited. Got $20 <laughs> off on PS Plus. I was like, all right, this is, I, I should throw my uh, hat into the ring at this point now. Um, a, sl- a slower paced one on one game is something that uh, I tend to play better at. Uh, I do enjoy these kinds of games, but it is very difficult to follow uh, when you have multiple characters on screen. Uh, you got like your strikers coming in as well, or your support characters and in like the ex games where you can have 
well, I guess in EX where you like chain supers together over here, we can have start one super and then have another character come in and do another super and have the other third character come in and do their super on top and then chain a combo off of that at the end. Like it's a lot to keep track oh, yeah. of. Um, but I think it's, it's a wonderful spectacle here. And, uh, so it, it's, it's tough for me to keep up with a lot of the ins and outs. Like I'm not as technical on fighters as I probably would have been 15 years ago, but uh, yeah, I, I still enjoy it. And I, I enjoy hearing uh, the, them attempt to explain it as well. Uh, was there anything else in these kind of earlier fights that you noticed that was interesting or fun to me? It was kind of like, I just want to see where the grand finals go. Yeah, no, I was excited about that. I mean, I watched more than just the, the final eight. I watched some Friday night. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's when they were just going through to try and, and weed out people because they, again, they had so many entrants. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, then yeah, I watched just the tiniest bit on uh, Saturday, but yeah, Sunday was kind of my, my big thing for watching the final eight where I was sitting through and like, I'm going to watch this from start to finish. I know the time I'm actually on top of it this time, but I mean, it is just a lot of the, the amazing uh, mind games and sort of having to, to read your opponent that I was uh, kind of stunned with. I mean, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, I think I, after watching enough, right. I know what he's going to do and what he's going to do. But like, if I have the controller in my hand, I'm like, okay, I don't know what uh, direction to block this attack. So I'm just going to get stomped. But <laughs> I feel like I'm good at it. I'm like, is this what sports fans are like? Like, oh man, exactly. he should have <laughs> passed this way. Obviously, what an idiot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Doing the same um, thing. Yeah. After a couple hours, you feel like, oh yeah, I can explain. I can comment. Yeah. On exactly. All this, but totally not. <laughs> uh, so in here, after watching so many matches, uh, this was definitely a concern going into Evo was, are we going to see Bardock and Cell on every single person's right. team? And it wasn't every person's team, but it was pretty close. And there's a lot of 16 in the mix as well. There were a couple mm-hmm. surprises along the way. Uh, it sounds like Vegeta as a support character is pretty big in the Japanese scene. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just know that from playing online as well. It seems like a lot of American players are going that way. Uh, we got a recent patch that has some nerfs and buffs, so we'll see how things shake out in the future. I definitely had a concern going into it, and it was it mostly lived up to my concerns. Uh, mm-hmm. How about you in that respect? Um, I wasn't uh, too caught up in the meta of things. Um, I kind of play uh, pretty casually, kind of worry Me about too. myself and what characters <laughs> I'm comfortable with more so than, okay, who's best versus this type of fighter yeah. and, and so on of that. So yeah, I didn't keep up on that and it wasn't until watching this, I'm like, oh man, yeah, you got to go with Vegeta for this. He's good to counter that. And so I was learning a lot as, as I was going along. Um, but, uh, I was kind of surprised with, uh, how, like, the usage of more recent DLC characters. Cause I mean, the more time you have with a character, the kind of right. more you can work with them and figure out combos. But, like, people using, you know, you know, of course, Bardock, which we know is kind of, uh, upper tier, at least before that patch. Um, seeing some, uh, Zamasu's being thrown in there. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, this is awesome that you're all comfortable with these guys enough, even after such a short amount of time. Yeah, you say that, and Sonic Fox had, uh, Zamasu on his team, Merge, yeah. Merge Zamasu. Uh, I could not get a feel for what the point of Zamasu and his team was, though. I, I think because he was just trouncing with his other two characters. So yeah. I guess just in, in terms of the grand finals, Sonic Fox had Bardock, Merge Zamasu in 16, and Goichi mm-hmm. had Cell Bardock, and then Super Saiyan Vegeta. Yeah, I I did not quite grasp what was up with Zamasu in the team. Like there were a couple things where he had the orbs where it felt like it was setting up some other things, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean particularly in the the first match against the two where he was just Sonic Fox got trounced, which we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. I just couldn't figure out what Zamasu was bringing to that team. So while it was neat to see him in the mix when he was out there, I feel like he wasn't contributing much and then was yeah. just getting beat down. No, I I hear you. And I was trying to figure that out, too. And it just kind of seemed like I guess it's because Zamasu is just he's just kind of weird. He doesn't you know, he's not walking like normal. I mean, he you know, still has the same sort of movement speed, but he does have that sort of flight ability. And I think it's just trying to throw them off their momentum sort of thing. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think it's just because people don't play him very much. So maybe your opponent isn't going to know how to counter him quite as well if you're going to pick somebody like Cell, who is well-known. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's not really, like, the most solid of choices, um, but he did decently. Like, he was able to get some hits here and there and at, at least keep uh, being able to tag out with him to rejuvenate some health for Bardock or, yeah, or 16, exactly. yeah. his main hitters. So, yeah, I mean, it's not a, a, a definitive solid this is why 
Um, but it, it worked, obviously. So <laughs> who am I to say? Right. I'm sure we could get better answers from people that know it a little better. But yeah, to me, it felt yeah. like he was uh, a buffer character where he was out there to defend for a while or just get in some chip damage mm-hmm. while the others, like you said, are restoring some of their energy. Just I mean, while we're talking about the meta here uh, and how Cell is on everyone's team, uh, mm-hmm. I do have to acknowledge how delightful it was every time Cell came on screen in the character introductions to get the uh, the audience participation there. I think it really shows and proves just how enjoyable the game is, uh, how mm-hmm. much people love these characters, how much people love... With fighters, it's like, sh- you, you know what? If you could do all three Bardocks, we'd be down for that. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. Seems like that would be fun. But every- everyone was so into every decision, every choice, well, for the mm-hmm. most part. And uh, I-, I think Cell just uh, was the quintessential example of that. Yeah, exactly. I got tingles every time. I'm like, please, if you're going to have Cell, make him be at the top of your roster so that way we can have the intro with right. the stream. Because <laughs> I'm loving it. Like it's, it wasn't a thing I thought about beforehand while playing the game. Like every time Cell comes on, I'm gonna yell with him because that makes me feel powerful. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, it it was good. Just a nice feeling of camaraderie. We're all in this together. Well, then let's uh, let's actually talk about the grand finals here. So we had Goichi come up through the losers bracket up against Sonic Fox, and so mm. the way this worked is because he won through the losers bracket, he would have to win a set. He would actually have to win two sets to be considered the winner because Sonic Fox had already beaten him once before, just the way that these brackets work. That's how it gets there. So when we get to the grand finals, uh, Goichi, actually, I wouldn't say he, well, no, he did. It it felt at the time, like he totally trounced Sonic Fox in that, in that match there. Uh, it it seemed very surprising after everything we saw up to that point, whereas that went really fast. Yeah. It was, uh, kind of surprising to see that. I mean, he obviously had, uh, gone through a lot and a lot of momentum going from, you know, losing there and having to make his way through the entire loser's bracket and taking down everybody on his way. So, yeah, I'm not sure if he was just rusty or nervous up on the stage for, like, the the first match between him and Sonic Fox, but... uh, yeah, it was a big turnaround, and I was uh, I was really surprised with it. And so we get there. Um, was it in this one? No, it was in the the second round where we got another Shenlong summon. But uh, yep. I, I guess we have to talk about the the big controversy around here. Mm-hmm. So Goichi wins that first round, and it resets the bracket. So now we're truly at all right. Whoever wins the next one is truly the champion of fighters at Evo. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a moment where Sonic Fox starts uh, asking a question or a series of questions, uh, and it, we're kind of left ourselves questioning what's going on for a little bit. Ultimately, mm-hmm. it seems like he requested to change sides. He was playing on the player two side, and he asked for the final match if he could switch to the player one side. Independent of anything else here, uh, that is apparently allowable by the rules to request to do. Yep. Uh, it sounds like you can refuse it, uh, as Goichi seemingly did, which then led to a coin toss, which they did ultimately do, and Sonic Fox chose to tails and one on tails because of course sonic fox would uh, of course <laughs> choose tails on the coin toss <laughs> i think everything's just totally in character there uh right and, and so he won the coin toss and then they switched the problem was at least from a viewership uh standpoint was this took way too long uh and uh they they started explaining what was going on during the stream but it seems like the tournament organizers uh took a, a long time to respond to that request now was there also uh, and because uh, forgive me but I'm not sure if uh, Goichi uh, speaks uh, English or, or anything, or if they, we also had to pull in a translator to also fix all of this as well, which I think could have contributed to right, taking longer. absolutely. So we do have an American player up against a Japanese player. I mean, mm-hmm. the common language is the game. So as right. soon as we step like slightly outside of that, uh, we, we, of course, do have some of that going on. Uh, it, it just seems like things were, were taking too long. So let's have our little conversation here about this. Everyone's had their say on it. Uh, There's certainly the side where it's the rules are the rules and you use every tool that you have at your disposal to win your match. And switching sides is a tool in your toolkit that is Mm -hmm. available to 
to use. The other side is kind of, I don't want to call it the honorable side, whereas you lost, this is where you're sitting here, put up or shut up. Uh, it's the, well, if you're good enough, you'll win regardless side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, it's a total cop-out kind of answer, but I feel very split down the middle on this, where it's, that. yeah, that's a tool in your toolkit. You're, you are allowed to ask that and request that. And uh, we were talking earlier about how every single movement you make during the course of a fight is a mind game against your opponent. That can extend outside of the game as well, uh, as long right. as you're not... You know, violently attacking in person your opponent. Uh, right. These these kinds of things are available to you, and that's part of the the mystique of going up against someone. Uh, where do you think you fall on this? So I I'm also kind of split down the middle. I see I see both sides, but at the same point, I am like that that is a tool that you are able to use. You are following the rules, and it's well within your you know capabilities your rights whatever in this tournament to 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 do that and they went for it and that's that's how it turned out i don't have any ill will towards it i don't think that makes um sonic fox's uh win any less right it doesn't detract from it i can understand if you're a fan of goichi that you might feel like this was <laughs> this rubs me the wrong way because he was trouncing him yeah um so <sighs> I don't know. I, it, I think so I think it's fine. Yeah, it, it is tough. I'm gonna I, if I had to pick a side, I would say, yeah, this is fine, and I'm not gonna have any arguments against it. I think, of course, we would have liked if something like that didn't happen and just whatever right. happened happened. But I mean, if we're gonna talk about this being esports, there are timeouts in real sports. True. That's also yeah, and that's that used happens. to do that too. And it's the same kind of thing where it's like, all right, I mean, the pitcher just gave up three hits, and he's got everyone on base here. All right, just stop for a second. <laughs> Let's just regroup, figure <laughs> out, like, do we need to swap someone out or do you need to just take a moment to whatever? And this is kind of like the, the fighting game grand finals equivalent of bottom of the ninth, I don't know, sports right. references here. Kind of. No, I think you're right thing. there. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I will say it. I've done, you know, not like obviously esports level, but I've played games before and I'm like, I I would like to prefer to be on like this side uh, just because, you know, when you get into a game, you know what you're doing and you're, you're, you've got muscle memory. My eyes are looking in a certain uh, corner of the screen when I want some information. And if right. I'm looking at my opponent when I want to see like my health or my meter, like it throws me off for half a second. And yeah. yeah, it sucks when you have to throw somebody else into that area and you get to be comfortable and they don't. But uh, yeah, know. you know, I, I didn't even really think about it from that angle. It's the, you know, whether you're on the left or the right side, you're constantly changing sides all the time anyway, in terms of. That's true. Your directional input. But yeah, like the, the life bars and the power meters, uh, your eyes do have a muscle memory of where they dart to. And everyone is playing player one side for the most part yeah. at home. Uh, exactly. So it's tough. It's a it tough, tough call. I don't, I don't really know how I feel about it. Uh, but we ended up with the winner, uh, Sonic Fox here. Uh, it was, I'd say it was a pretty exciting grand finals. Uh, we had another Shenlong moment and there was some indecision there on Koichi's part about whether he right. was going to go for the, the sparking or go for the restoring health. He ended up restoring health and, uh, Sonic Fox did the exact same thing again where he's like, all right, fine, I'll take it and I'll just stitch sure. out the entirety <laughs> of that damage again. Uh, and there were like at the very, very end, uh, Sonic Fox, I don't know if he dropped a combo or just mixed, missed uh extending a combo into something but it was like he's gonna win oh, oh no he's got like a sliver oh, of help oh no he did win all right we're done now <laughs> <laughs> like so that kind of threw off that very last second of momentum uh yeah but overall it, it was pretty exciting and and i really felt like uh it was an even fight throughout um but sonic fox definitely had the upper edge the entirety of that truly final uh bracket round there yeah it uh i think kind of like a story for the ages for evo i mean it, just like uh gosh what was it um you know the the street fighter 3 uh moment with oh God, right I can't sure remember the name um but yeah you know just blocking all of the parry uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it just everything added together, Shenlong, seat change, I suppose. Uh, it was just like 
pure drama and excellence that uh, and, and excitement. I don't know. It's great, and I I'm excited to watch it again next year. That's the thing. I, I think it showed the game off incredibly well, and it sounds like mm-hmm. there was a pretty massive viewership for it. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. I had a good time watching it, and as soon as it was done, I was like, "Yeah, I want to pop this in and play." Yeah, better. Same. Except I'm I'm never gonna be good at this right. game now. Like I just don't have the time to dedicate myself to fighting games anymore. Yeah, I it actually pushed me to buy the the season pass because I hadn't got. Oh, you hadn't yet. It. No, I I sprung for the anime music pack, but not for the season pass right away. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I'm like, okay, cool. Now I can try playing Bardock. And and then, of course, after Evo, we had the announcement, oh, hey, base Goku and Vegeta is dropping this week. Like, awesome, great. Now I've mm-hmm. got somebody new to play with. And I actually finished uh, the Frieza story arc because I, I just dropped off playing story. I just wanted to play online with uh, with other people. You know, c- can I confess, I, I never finished the story mode either because <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's I so hear bad. Um, it's it's cool that they did something new. I hope that if they're gonna do more like this, that they just kind of up their game story wise. But you know, you made a really competent, really great, really engaging fighting game. So I I guess I can't complain. I mean, it's a more engaging story than other fighting games where we just have lines of dialogue and a and a portrait, and then that's it. And it's like, all right, great. I well, guess that's a thing. You know what? Yeah, but it it did launch with an arcade mode, so good for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> More than can be said for certain other big franchises. <laughs> you know, to be fair, Fighting EX Layer also did not show for the arcade mode, but within like a week or two, I forget how however long it was. So it was just like this last month. They're like, oh, right. Yeah, we should have that. And they put it in there. <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> like, yeah, you you yeah. can actually adapt. If that team, if Arika can adapt that fast, uh, what's going on, Capcom? Uh, yeah. Anyway, so Fighters. Uh, yeah, I had a wonderful time watching uh, Evo here. Uh, it, it continues to make me more and more excited about the game. Uh, I learned new things while watching it. Something I'm really struggling with is uh, all the numeric notation for fighting games these days. I guess people have moved away from what I knew as notation for movements and stuff. We're using the numpad and, and yep. all sorts of things. I'm, I'm having a lot of trouble with that. It's supposed <laughs> to be more intuitive and make more sense. but Same. I, I, I struggle with that, too. Like, okay, I had to look things up prior to fighters coming out because people would be like, oh, you just do this combo. I'm like, all right. You threw out some gibberish that I don't understand. And I feel attacked because I, I feel like I should be familiar enough with <laughs> I know. Stuff. It's like, excuse me. I already know how to do a fireball motion. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? <laughs> I know it, you know, I know quarter circle forward, but what are you saying here? Exactly. It's just a weird language thing of, and I don't know, but yeah, it's, 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 it's cool. So yeah, I, I felt like I learned new things from the commentary. Um, mm. Can we talk about the commentary real quick, at least during uh, the finals? Uh, yeah. I, I thought I would have liked a little bit more technical stuff, but, uh, but fighters itself is so fast. It's so fast. It's hard to be able to spit out enough technical stuff I mean, before you're like well we're already 30 seconds late exactly I mean a, a combo can be going off and even uh, a long like 20 to 30 hit combo I mean it's going to be over so fast you can mm-hmm. get some of that technical detail in there but in general it is going to be more of a hype game than it is going to be technical kind of thing right uh, so I mean it's kind of like the game's fault in that respect but I understand uh, the compromise they have to make there uh, I enjoyed it I thought there was a lot of good one-liners that were going on there. Like, yep. I, I don't follow this kind of thing. The shout cast scene as it yeah. relates to fighting games um, and video game commentary. So it's like, it's old for me because like all this has been done before, but at least in terms of this, I don't know, modern dress up for it as it, as it appears on Twitch. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's still kind of new for me as I throw myself in and reabsorb myself into the fighting game community here. Um, yeah. but I, I had a good time. I, I thought it was good commentary. It was, it was thoughtful. It was fun. Uh, I don't know the guys from a hole in the wall, but I, I would look forward to seeing and hearing from them again. Yeah, same. I, uh, I had a good time with it. I guess my worry, I'm like, I knew this is, you know, fighting game focus and we're gonna be talking about the game, but like, I have a hard time listening to other people talking about Dragon Ball or yeah. Dragon Ball associated things. <laughs> yeah. So like, this, this could make me cringe and make me just like mute it but like no i was totally fine i was into it i'm like you guys you guys are talking about the things you should be right and it was great so I yeah because it's about the game it didn't detract they're talking about the game they're not talking about the deep lore of the series so <laughs> right yeah exactly uh they're like you know they, they didn't bring up uh hope for the universe uh right. he's here uh, it's just like okay cool <laughs> <laughs> you said it not me that, yeah, that's fine it's on me there it is i don't like that that there's my hot take but 
whatever. I don't know what else to say. I had a really good time. I'm excited to uh, pop the game back in. Uh, like you said, we got the normal, the black-haired versions of Goku mm-hmm. and Vegeta this last week. Vegeta seems like he's pretty fun. I've been toying around with him a little bit. Uh, I actually managed to finish his combo challenge, so I'm hey. feeling very accomplished. <laughs> I know it's nothing special for a lot of you out there, but for me, it feels good. Yeah, no, I, I'll to, to to try and make you feel as good as as I do. There's only a few characters I've completed all their combo challenges. I get to like you know nine, ten, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't. I'm not really going to use this guy. That's fine. I don't need to know <laughs> <Right>. this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we got Kula announced. Uh, yeah. It seems like the, the leaks and the data mining, everything was accurate from the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. So. Makes me sad. I mean, some of them are kind of just like, it's cool that base Goku and Vegeta play very differently than their Super Saiyan forms. But mm-hmm. I'm also just like, man, we could have had some new new faces and that would have been great. You know, mix it up a bit. <sighs> That's another conversation to have yeah. about, about. I come from an era of six Gokus in Final Bout and they all played exactly the same. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, no, I, I have thoughts on that and we'll come back around to that. I think um, after this series, perhaps season of DLC comes to a close, I'll do a, a further in-depth look at um, some of my favorite characters and how yeah. they play in there. Uh, but we do have Kula coming, so I'm excited about that. Uh, I think for me, it's just I like Kula's colors. I, it's just the white and the purple does something for me. He seems like he's going to be a, a good kind of like rushdown character. Um, in fighters, I I mean, most people seem like they play pretty aggressively. He seems like he's going to be that kind of character. So uh, I'm I'm pretty stoked for that. Yeah, same. Uh, I guess we'll probably end up with seventeen as the eighth character. It seems like everything's going that way. So yeah, exactly. I don't get me wrong. I love 17 huge fan, but again, it would have been nice to see more, uh, some, some variety and everything. Maybe we'll get more characters in the future. Uh, you know what? I'd buy a season pass too. This game is good enough. I feel like it's earned my money. Clearly I've spent enough on it. I'm considering getting it for other platforms. I know. Right. As we're yeah. talking, the uh, Switch open beta is going on oh, yeah. right now this That's weekend. Right. I downloaded it, but I haven't tried it out because it's kind of like, why would I play around with the open beta when I could just play it on PS4 in full? Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like I might break my Joy-Cons because I get really into it and, uh, you know, pretty rough on controllers and fast-paced fighters. Yeah. So. I don't know. Maybe I'll test it out just to, yeah. uh, f- for no real reason. I'll try it. Just, oh, just to say you did it. So what we were talking about, yeah, a possible second season of DLC. I mean, the game, again, isn't even a year old at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, I'm not ready for a Fighters 2. Uh, I would, Same. I would like this game to have uh, breathing time. Uh, and whether that means simply uh, a season two of DLC or something akin to Street Fighter V's Arcade Edition, where they do some kind of overhaul uh, mm-hmm. and maybe use that as an opportunity for uh, a massive kind of balance change and update rather than some of the, the individual patches they've been doing. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I would like something more like that as opposed to Fighters 2. Maybe we'll uh, end up with Fighters having as long of a tail as Melee. <laughs> well, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> no, no, I don't think anybody wants that. But <laughs> Someone to argue that Melee never actually had that long of a tail. and it's. <laughs> I would agree. I, look, I liked Melee. I played Melee Same. for a very long time. I, that, that was a long time ago, though. Yeah, don't I'm not saying you have I, to move on because I still play Super Turbo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm saying or explaining or defending here. <laughs> but you feel attacked. It's okay. You're in good company here. It's fine. I feel attacked for the things that I am voluntarily saying. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, look over there. There's something else. Go talk to those people about Melee instead of me. Um, <laughs> Ultimate's looking really good, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sign me up. Uh, Dude, day one. 34 Castlevania music tracks. This is oh everything I want. The, the amount of music tracks for everything blows my mind. Like, okay, this is, don't ever ask me for anything ever again. Like, <laughs> there's nothing left for me to ask for. I don't know what. Oh, and I will be the billionth person to cite that Sakurai appears to be aging in reverse. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were watching that. And was like, that guy's wearing a lot of foundation. So <laughs> to be fair, there's probably a lot of makeup going involved going on mm-hmm. there as well anyway so fighters i've said anyway and i've tried to wrap this up like three times but i just feel like i want to keep talking to you so right same. uh fighters is good evo was good uh i'm excited for the future of the game uh i don't know that i'm necessarily going to watch and pay attention to a lot of the individual tournaments over the years mm-hmm. uh evo to me feels like a natural end point of all right let me let me see how it has progressed over time. Uh, and at this point, we're going to have a, another full year with the game. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Fighters will be on there next year uh, with the 
with the record viewership it received this year <laughs> yeah. and the number of entrants uh, and the very like the very likelihood that's not that's not a phrase <laughs> that there will not be a fighters two within the next year. Um, do you think Xenoverse has anything to say or do in the meantime to to affect this? I mean, if Xenoverse two isn't going to be on main stage and it doesn't have any right to be up there. No. Um, were there to be, can you imagine a world where there would be two Dragon Ball games on Evo main stage? Like I, I just don't see Xenoverse if we get a three heading in that direction anyway. I feel like they're going to double down on all of their faux uh, MMO and action elements. Right, yeah. It doesn't seem like it has anywhere to go for, for some sort of actual deep competitive um, tournaments of that sort. So, I mean, if it did, if we got two games at Evo of Dragon Ball, like, I don't know how to explain that if I went back in time to tell myself. Like, right. it's already crazy that we've got fighters alone. For sure. And so, yeah, uh, I don't think so. And I think fighters definitely can kind of keep holding that torch and, and keep uh, keep people interested, obviously. I mean, with, again, the, the viewer numbers and, and everything. it's uh, I think it's got a lot behind it. So yeah. just, just keep going. All right, let's leave it there. So uh, that was Randy. That was Evo. That was Fighters. More Fighters chat coming to you at Konzenshu here uh, at some point in the future. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, Randy, anything you want to toss out there before we go? Go, 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 go. Um, no, I uh, I got a hot nothing. Um, if you uh, want to play me on Fighters, I've got it on PS4. And I'm uh, at Saber underscore Breaker on Twitter if you need to get to know that info. I want to fight you. Fight me, please. Yeah, fight Randy. Don't fight me. I'm not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> you will win. You can feel good. You'll beat me and you you'll go. feel victorious. <laughs> if you want to feel good about yourself in fighters, challenge either of us. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. Good talking to you. And I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks again. Thanks to Randy for joining me. We actually meant to do that last week, but one of the aforementioned injuries <laughs> kind of delayed that a little bit. So <laughs> we're back, though. Let's talk some other Dragon Ball news and uh, Konzenshu website going onsness. The biggest news is uh, the unannounced total remasterings of the Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z theatrical films that appeared on Netflix and Amazon Japan over there in Japan are getting a Blu-ray release. Yeah, they're actually coming out. Uh, very, very curious how they went up there. It's not that the release itself on streaming wasn't announced. The streaming was announced. It's the remastered portion that didn't have any kind of formal announcement. And we looked at so many news stories. There weren't any real news stories about it on any of the traditional news sites. And pretty much everything else was like, these seem to be remastered, but no one's saying anything. So here they are. And we kind of had to run with the same thing where it's like, this is clearly a new remaster, but there's nothing concrete for us to point to. Uh, but there it is. Anyway, now that has been formally announced for a home release, including the remastered portion of it. This is going to run through eight Blu-ray volumes starting in November. So in November, on November 2nd, we're going to get Dragon Ball the Movies Blu-ray Volume 1 with the Dragon Ball Z Movies 1 and 2. Volume 2 will have Z Movies 3 and 4. And Volume 3 will have Z Movies 5 and 6. Then on December 5th, Volume 4 will have Z Movies 7 and 8. Volume 5 will have Z Movies 9 and 10. Volume 6 will have Z Movies 11 and 12. That takes us to January 9th. Volume 7 will have Z-Movie 13 and the 10th anniversary film. And then Volume 8 will have, going back to the beginning, Dragon Ball Movies 1, 2, and 3. I think we're all uh, a little excited and a little scared about these releases. The uh, the video quality that we see from the streaming services is something to be excited about. We have a, a couple concerns about things, maybe some uh, color work that still needs to be done and hopefully uh, will be corrected and finalized in the official Blu-ray release. Also, the streaming versions don't have, I guess you would say, the perfect audio that the 2006 Dragon Box version had back on DVD, where they truly Truly went back to the master versions of the audio that they had and were able to master things at the uh, the highest possible quality that we've ever had before. Uh, these streaming versions don't have that. 
maybe that's a concession for the streaming versions. Uh, so you look forward to actually purchasing and owning the home media release. Uh, maybe that's kind of conspiracy talk, but it kind of makes sense if you chat things out a little bit in your head there, uh, as I'm doing right now. Anyway, so those are going to run you just about 50 bucks a pop. So you're looking to add about $150 per month plus shipping, depending on where you are, to uh, pick up all of these. And of course, this is just the Japanese release. There is nothing to be said right now about an international release. We don't know if these will receive an international release. Obviously, the overseas licensees would have to license it and release it. And uh, people don't announce things until they actually announce things. And they can't answer things until they've officially announced things. So I wouldn't say it's pointless to ask your local licensee about these. Uh, certainly bring it to their attention. I'm sure they already know about it and uh, they're probably uh, chopping at the bit to get it out there. Uh, it also raises the question about the uh, the movies that we have coming to North American movie theaters, uh, movies 8, 12, and the Bardock TV special, which is not listed as a part of this. The Bardock and Trunk specials were indeed TV specials, not theatrical films. They didn't receive theatrical screenings in Japan, uh, and as opposed to what Funimation classifies them as, their release in Japan on the Dragon Boxes were as extras within the ZTV series, uh, and they did not receive receive individual disc releases as part of the Broken Out Dragon Box the Movies release. They received an, a totally separate independent uh, Dragon Ball Z special selection DVD that was tied in with Bardock as he was uh, rolling out into Dragon Ball Heroes. It was a whole thing about Pardock and Trunks TV special over there in Japan. Uh, so what we're getting at is, uh, so we know it's coming out in Japan. We have no idea how this will roll out to international markets. If, when, how, why, where. Uh, stay tuned for more details. And that's really the biggest news. So I guess let's talk about what's going on on the site these days. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, if you are a subscriber to the podcast, you received in your feed already uh, an interview I did on the Fresh Geek Context podcast. Uh, I had a I had a lovely time chatting with the folks over there uh, about myself, about Konzenshu, about the history of the site, uh, the current goings ons of the site, uh, a little bit of the future of the site. So if you're not subscribed to the podcast, uh, check out the show notes for this here episode for a link to that. And I think uh, Heath and I have some other podcast appearances coming up, so stay tuned for those. Uh, we got some cool things going on on social media right now. This week, every single day, we're going to take a look at uh, a special extra chapter from Toyotaro's Dragon Ball Heroes Victory Mission, uh, which originally ran for 28 chapters in V-Jump starting in late 2012. There were roughly seven extra chapters separate from that original serialization. So uh, as I'm recording right now, we've kicked it off on the first day looking at the May 2013 issue of V-Jump, which had a, a single page kind of bonus. I don't know if you would really call it a chapter, but the May 2013 issue that came out in March 2013, what happened in March 2013? That was Battle of Gods. So you can probably guess what that little bonus was about. Uh, but stay tuned to our social media every day this week for uh, one more look at one more victory mission thing. Other than that, man, we are just plugging along with all the normal stuff we plug along at. Uh, news, a lot of deep guide work going on, a lot of wiki work going on as well. I know it feels like we keep teasing that, but we are all just so excited about what's going on over there. Uh, if you want to hear about some of my thoughts on wiki work and what that means for content on the regular website, again, check out the, the special interview I did over on the Fresh Geek Context podcast. Uh, I gave some of my thoughts over there. That all being said, I think that brings us to a close here at Konzenshu, the podcast, episode 452. I have been Mike Vegito EX. We have a Mike, we have a Heath, we have a Julian, we have a Jake, and we also have four other contributors that are making Konzenshu a better place right now. And beyond that, we have even more extended family and friends that are, uh, just doing a bang up job working with us and helping us out uh, and bringing Kanzenshu into a brave new era. I don't know what that brave new era is, but uh, we're getting there. <laughs> I'll let you know when we're there. Hopefully you recognize when we're there. So www.kanzenshu.com. That is Kanzenshu.com. I have been Mike. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I am going to head on out, and uh, hopefully the next time you talk to me, I will have joined the ranks of the few, the proud, that have completed Dragon Quest VII 
Until then, have a lovely day, lovely week. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.